This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. You're listening to the Last Man Up Podcast, part of the St. Louis Podcast Network. Matt Berger, Clay Byers, Gorford, Andy Hanselman alongside. Wherever you are listening to us, whenever you are listening to us, we hope you are well. It's still cold. Cold as shit. It's really miserable out. It the, hasn't changed since the last time. The dog days of winter, brother. Yes, although like the snow was gone. Yeah. It's, it's coming back again. There's uh there's there's what's called a Chris Higgins from Fox Two here in uh, St. Louis. He's kind of he's the uh the morning meteorologist now, but he's kind of the a guy that I follow on Twitter a lot to okay. check because uh, he has great forecasting. And so he's calling it the Clipper Train. The Clipper Train. Coming this weekend. What does that mean? So you, yeah, I'm sure you've heard of what's called an Alberta Clipper. It's these little fast-moving cold fronts that come out of Alberta, Canada. Okay. And they usually produce a little bit of snow with them, like maybe in, you know, an inch or two. Okay. Tops. Yeah. There's going to be about a train of them coming through, like five gotcha. of them. So it's going to be like death by a thousand paper cuts. Pretty much. That's what you're saying. Yes. Lots of light, fluffy snow. When is it supposed uh, to start? Friday. Yeah. Great. Another, another, another weekend snowstorm. Three weekends in a well, row. I mean, I hope are calling it a cycle. I hope it doesn't happen Friday because Friday is when I'm having my birthday party at Bar Louie. I know. I'm very excited uh, about it. Clay, are you going to come down too? I'm hoping it doesn't I, happen. I am hoping to make it. I'm hoping yeah, to make it. Yeah, I forgot that's, to talk to Mrs. Hanselwood about that's it. A, but. That's a no. That's Clay's. That is, I will. That's, that that's, is, Clay's, that, that's Clay's passive aggressive way of saying no. That is. I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, two hours from now, he's treating. He's treating. I take it one hour. He's at a treating time. me like Pizza Hut. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Let's talk about this real quick. Clay got a Clay got a retweet and a, and a thank you from Little Caesars. From Little Caesars, that's correct. You did. Made Congratulations. My Made my day. Uh, yeah, I had. Like, so the the war against Pizza Hut continues. So the real story is that my fat ass not ate only he's one him calling fat ass. Yeah, amongst yeah. Not only one, but two different brands of pizza from two different places uh, in one day. I just found that to be incredibly, incredible. Little Caesars and who was the other? Casey's. Casey's, Casey's Pizza. Yes. Yeah. I had pizza for lunch, and I was like, you know what? Uh, I want to go to a bar and watch uh, the Sunday night game. And um, what's going What are you doing? I was going to go to a bar to watch a Sunday night game, and then it started like getting real bad on the roads, and so I stayed in and got a Casey's Pizza. There you go. Sunday was it, weird. Sunday, it really was, and I was in Louisville over the weekend. I got back Sunday about 1 o'clock-ish. That's the, that's the time I wanted to get back, and I had yeah. to drive back. The roads weren't terrible on 64, no. but I could tell like on Saturday night they were mm. because there were a lot of 18-wheelers that were slid off the road and in right. the ditches. So I'm like, wow, it must have been really windy and really bad. Because- it was really windy. It was, and the, the snow was real light and fluffy like, yes, it like was. we're in this weekend. But it was, um, first of all, they said it'd be like an inch. I mean, and it snowed here for a good 12 hours. I mean, there, yeah. there, was, there was probably two to three inches of snow well, here. Sunday, Sunday morning when I woke up in Louisville, um, there was like it was a it was like a dusting of snow. I was terrified. I'm like I'm gonna walk out to my car, <laughs> and it's going to be like six inches of snow, and I have no idea how I'm going to get home or when I'm going to get home. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I had like kind of anxiety about it all weekend. That's a drive you do not want to get stuck on in bad no, weather Beca- no. between St. Louis and Louisville. Because there's nothing. Because it is nothing. Nothing. You drive through southern Illinois, yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah. And when I mean in nothing, southern Indiana, southern Indiana. It is, it's all farmland. Yeah. And then occasionally you'll you'll swing, you'll drive by like a truck stop. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. I so I, like I, I was thinking to myself, God forbid, if my car breaks down, you're screwed. I have no idea where I'm at. I have yeah. no idea what I'm close to. Nothing. Well, luckily you have that you have that GPS on your phone that can tell you exactly where you are. That is that is true. If, if you get cell service, well, out, no, G, 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 GPS usually kind of works oh. no matter what because it's the satellite. But um, yeah, driving back, I'm like that drive was is so boring. Southern Indiana and Southern Illinois. You feel like you're on a treadmill. I get very excited like, when I get close to Edwardsville, Indiana. I, I, I have to stop and take a uh, picture at the water tower. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why is my, that? Because it's Edwardsville. Edwardsville. There you go. Yeah. Another you're, Edwardsville. You're Jerry Gergich. Do you uh, watch Parks and Rec? Oh, no, I don't. Parks and Recreation. Great show. I know it's a great show. There's a character on there uh, whose name is Jerry Gary Gergich or something. Um, but his big family vacation every year is they go to Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> 
in, like anywhere in the world. And I own a timeshare in Muncie, Indiana. I don't know what, what's in Muncie, Indiana. Anything? It's just Muncie, Indiana. Bob, Muncie, Indiana. Just Bob Muncie. Ross. Bob Ross. Yeah. Just that, got, it's just got like a funny name. That's, just, is that it? It's just Muncie. It's a small town in gotcha. Indiana. That's that's what Andy Hansman is. Do you He's guys? Jerry do you guys are related to people who like you're like between eighteen and twenty two? Yeah, I mean, I've got like it's so bad. I'm, I'm to the age now where I've got cousins that got kids that are that old. So they all like Bob Ross, the painting guy. We, yes. we talked about this, didn't we? Yes, we have. Yeah, they and all you, like Bob Ross. You got a? Did you get someone a T-shirt or did you receive a T-shirt? I was at a. I was DJing a Sweet Sixteen That's birthday right. party. But That's then, right. but then my stepdaughter got one for Christmas. Got this cup. Got this mug. Yeah. And when you fill it with hot liquid, the painting appears. Yeah. Damn. That's that high, sounds cool. That's high tech. They they love that, and then those like they're talking about how like all these uh, millennial women they they all love Friends. Like, oh that's, yeah, that's yeah. like their favorite show yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, speaking of of women that is a, that are millennial that's in that millennial <laughs> generation, it's I guess you could say sick transition. Thank burger. you very much, Abby Larico. He's the king from, of the segue. <laughs> Abby Larico from KSDK will be our guest today tonight on the uh, the Last Man Up podcast. Um, anyway, my trip to Louisville. You ever guys ever hang out with a group of people? And they don't intentionally do it, but you're like, my life is so boring. I've done nothing. Like, that's what they're saying to you? No, 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 no. But I mean, just, oh, like they're super exciting and you're super lame like and boring. The, like their lives are. Gotcha, like gotcha. Either they currently are okay. or they have in the past. Okay, that makes okay, sense. Okay, to give you an example, one guy that was in the group, he was an awesome guy. His name was Arda Okal. Okay. He, Ex- his, bless his, you. Arda O'Call, his TV name is Kyle Edwards because he was on the WWE. He did like what Mean Gene did. He would interview the wrestlers backstage. Uh-huh. Okay. And the reason why his name was Kyle Edwards is because Vince, uh, Vince McMahon does not like ethnic names. Mm. So Vince McMahon is like, no, you're not going with that name on TV. Your name not is Jinder gonna, Mahal. Your, your name is going to be Kyle Edwards. So <laughs> anyway, so he worked for the WWE for a couple of years. Yeah. And now he just kind of does like freelance broadcast work in New York. Mm-hmm. Another guy that was on the bachelor party, he is a freelance photographer and cinematographer. Right. So he has shot like, you know, independent movies and documentaries and mm-hmm. taking pictures all over the world. Right. Because he's talking about like how in like next month he's excited because he gets to go to Vietnam and he's mm-hmm. working on this job where hopefully he'll be, you know, basically on the road around the world for like eight months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, I'm like, a lot more cool than what my job is or what I, I like. The, I've only been out of the country one time, mm. and that was to go to Tijuana, and Tijuana is effing sad. And then there was another guy, the brother of the... Of the I, we're going to need a story sometime what prompted you to go down there. but To Tijuana? Yeah. Just to go. Just we to never, say you did it? Just to see we, we did it. We've never been. Were you, down in L, were you down in L.A. or what? We were in San Diego. Oh, you are in San Diego. Yeah, my buddy was in the Navy, so okay. me and another friend of mine, we nice. went out there to go visit him. And we're two, like, word, two words, Clay. Drugs and whores. Well, no. That's we what you have in Tijuana. That, that's what they have there, but we didn't do either one of those. <laughs> right. And we went during the day. Allegedly. No, we went during the day. We had a couple of drinks. The food wasn't that great. The drinks were watered down, and we got the hell out of there. It's like going to a strip club at Kinda like 9 Kind of, sort of, yes. And there were a lot of strip clubs down there, and the strippers that were outside trying to woo you in, they all looked like, mm, they all not, looked like hell. Not great. They had some hard miles on them. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the brother of the groom... Mm. He went to the University of Miami, mm-hmm. and he was enrolled in school there in the early 2000s. Yeah. So guess who was – take a wild stab at who his roommates were. Dwayne Johnson. No. Uh, Keyshawn. No, no, not Keyshawn. Keyshawn went, went to USC. USC. Um, no. Um, what years? Early 2000s. Early 2000s. When, when I tell you, when I tell you Frank the Frank Gore. No, but Jer- – Clinton Portis. Jeremy Shockey. Okay, so it was on that. It was on that team. On that team, Jeremy Shockey and Brian McKinney. Brian so McKinney. those were his two roommates when he was in college. Damn. Wow! So that like he knew almost everybody that was on that Miami Hurricanes wow. team. Wow! Ed Reed, Willis McGahee, Andre Johnson. He knew every. He knew all of them, and he, he would talk about like he's like, yeah, you know, I'm still in contact with Jeremy. I'll hear from him every once in a while, and I'm like, I've done nothing with my life. Yeah, that's wild. Nothing. I felt that way when I, went to, when I went to the Super Bowl last year. We we hung out with this girl from Philadelphia, ironically, and her uh, her TV name is Jen Sherlock, and she was like on the on the NBC morning show in Philadelphia. And then she also like had this PR firm, and she was taking people around. You know, she was one of the people who was um, had someone to interview. Okay, so at at uh, at Radio Row, and there are people who do all kinds of cool shit. I'm like, 
I'm from St. Louis. Well, I mean, like, thank God I was actually on the radio for two seconds, and, I, and we've, we got this podcast going where we've had some good guests on, like Jeff Perlman and Amy Trask and, yeah. Yeah. and, and London Fletcher, so I can at least say, well, hey, I've done a couple of things. I have, yeah. I'm not just some country bumpkin from the Midwest with, you know, crooked yellow teeth and smelling like manure. Hey, you I know? get together with two other guys on Wednesday nights <laughs> to talk about a regional. <laughs> to talk, like about, the, to talk the, about the Cardinals uh, the, batting lineup, right. the batting order. Talk in, about a two-sport city. Hey, it's very, very important. <laughs> very, very important. That's a very, I mean, I am just, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. It, it was a fun town. It was a fun time. Louisville's a fun town. It's a great, great city. When great I was, city. When Hate I was, the school. Love the city. When I was there, I'm like, could I live here? And, my, and I was like, yeah, I think oh, yeah. I probably could. I could probably live there. Beautiful town during uh, the spring and early summer months when oh, yeah. uh, all the grass and the trees come down on the river there. Beautiful sight. I believe it. So I got to go down to the Churchill Downs last year. Yeah. Or the past couple of years. And actually this year we got to go back to the uh, into the uh, back barns. Okay. And see, all the, and see all the horses. There's a shit ton of horses back there. Well, mm. uh, well, uh, one of the distilleries, Woodford Reserve, is kind of like back there where yep. all those farms are in, in Lexington. Mm-hmm. So we were driving by there, and the guy who drove our shuttle, he was like, yeah, this is where Manowar and a couple yeah. other derby winners That's are. That's the black fence that goes like all the way like down 64, then down 65 through Lexington. Yes. It's, yeah. It's yes. a huge... And who, what's the name of that farm? Um... I can't. It's, oh, Secretary was there too. Yeah, shit. he talked about that one it's too. The, I, it's I can't the biggest. The name of it's it. one of the biggest farms in the world. And um, I'll, it'll come to me. Woodford, yeah. Woodford Reserve was beautiful. It kind of reminds me if you were listening to us in like in the St. Louis metropolitan area, and I guess even in Illinois they have some wineries out here too. It reminded me of the wineries that are in like in Missouri wine country and Augusta and Herman and all that. That's what kind of reminded Very me. Very similar. Of. Only on a bigger scale, obviously, but that's what it reminded me of. They just serve a little bit stronger wine. A little <laughs> bit stronger of, of, of a drink, of, of a bevy. I'm not a big bourbon fan, but it was starting to Oof. turn me into one. Yes. But like bourbon's got such a burn. It's uh, you know it's, it's like to me scotch is so much I'm more, I'm more of a scotch guy scotch is smoother scotch 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 I love scotch in my belly <laughs> it's an acquired taste it's it an is acquired taste it's it's not it bad. so let me let me ask you this what did you learn about bourbon that you didn't know before I mean uh, the only thing okay I'll tell you what I did learn that they could only use the barrel one time right that's the one thing I did learn Isn't that cool that's pretty cool they use the barrel one time and then after that then they had then they sell it to uh distilleries in scotland and ireland yep. um and another thing i thought that was kind of cool is that how all the corn that they use to make the bourbon mm-hmm. is grown in that area it's grown mm-hmm. in kentucky and it's grown in indiana i thought that was kind of interesting yep. as well i thought it was cool that it's moonshine before they put it in the barrel that too and that you can like put your fingers in it and like not contaminate it and like give it to the next person to drink mm-hmm. yes because there's it, there's nothing living in it because we had we had a little bit of uh, before it was turned yep. into bourbon and yeah. you want to talk about breathing fire yeah if straight up it's fire like drinking water. uh malort have you ever had malort uh-uh it's a similar taste. It tastes like just pure gasoline. If you ever go to Chicago. Oh, it's like Sex it. Panther, another Ron Burgundy reference in two minutes. <laughs> Andy, Boom! I know, Andy, I know you got a little bit of a cold. You had some of that moonshine. That would clear you up. Oh, you know, I've got some at home. It's not. It's, it's that fake moonshine from like uh, from Branson. So it might. it's like 50 proof. Whatever. Branson. Could be moonshine. Could be crystal meth. Pretty much. My favorite, my favorite line about Branson from The Simpsons. Whenever Barr got a driver's license and they stole, like, they rented a car. Yeah, they're doing going on a road trip, but they're driving through Branson, Missouri. And Nelson Muntz goes, "Where are we?" And Bart goes, "Branson, Branson, Missouri." This is what my dad says. Las Vegas would be like if it was ran by Ned Flanders. That's a t- yeah. yeah, that's accurate. That's pretty much <laughs> that's accurate. Pretty much, it's pretty accurate. One of my favorite lines from Great Joe. I haven't been down to Branson in a while. It's good times down there. It's kind no, of it's not. Damn. Maybe when you're eighty, yeah, <laughs> it's not bad. Well, and not bad. The Osmonds and who else is down there? Yakov I mean, Smirnoff a, is still down well, there. There's, there's a lot of empty theaters down there now. Ever, ever since Andy Williams took or, uh, Tony Orlando. Well, and the they had the uh, the tornado went through there. Yeah, what year was that? 2013, 2014. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or, the Oak Ridge no, Boys. Are they, they still do they still have a residency? In? They have that. They have that Titanic thing, and they have the Ripley's. Believe it or not. And you can get old-timey photos and fudge. Oh, boy. Sign you know the last up. time I was in Branson, I'll never forget it, uh, that I don't have a, a deeper appreciation for in, until this moment, is uh, I saw Merle Haggard. Oh, neat. People, okay, the last like, time I went down to Branson. Okay, like that would have been kind of interesting. And at the time, I didn't realize, oh, this is Merle Haggard. And now I sit here, you know, near 30 years old, thinking like, I oh, saw wow. Merle Haggard. I, saw I could have seen Merle Haggard, Haggard. yeah. It's pretty cool. 
Joining us on the phone right now is a reporter for KSDK News Channel 5. You can follow her on Twitter at Abby LaRico. Abby LaRico, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys tonight? Uh, we are doing extremely well considering how cold it is. Is there anything you can do about the weathers? Can you talk to somebody in the weather department and try to maybe get the temperatures to go back up above freezing? You know, my favorite thing in the world is when I'm sitting there hearing the forecast in my ear and they're talking about how great it's going to be and how it's a relatively mild morning and I'm standing outside with four layers on <laughs> and doing a story that has nothing to do with the weather. And it takes every bit of self-control I have not to be too snarky about my response. Oh, you should. Just forecast. one time. Like, whenever your last day is, it'd be like, you should come out here and stay, stand in some of this bleep, Chester. Yeah, you know, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, my assignment was literally to go outside in the cold and illustrate how cold it is. And Rennie said something when he was tossing to me about how, oh, it's a good day to maybe stay inside if you can, right, Abby? <laughs> and I said, yes, unless you need a paycheck, which uh, require, you know, and to get that paycheck, it requires me going and standing outside at three in the morning. That's were you, what I do. <laughs> were you standing in front of a time and temperature clock, like, a la the, the, like what they used to do, like, back in the 80s? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've also requested that we have some kind of, like, um, clear box that i could stand in that's temperature controlled oh so nice just at least look like i'm outside but right i don't you know they're all the cut just put you <laughs> just put you in front of the green screen that's all they really yeah need I mean, we, can't, we, we can't do that oh absolutely <laughs> i mean i mean heaven, for, heaven forbid we fake something on the news hey. no there's truth <laughs> in news i know there's i mean but you, you can say that she's outside and I mean, like, blow a fan on her and put her in four layers. Well, we're going to do that. In the studio. Put her on the moon or something. Well, yeah. More interesting. Well, just, you know, one time put I actually, her in Miami Beach. This was, I, this was a pitch that I had, and it kind of went somewhere, and I didn't realize it was actually going to be as funny as it was, but I was supposed to do something about Christmas light safety because all these people were getting hurt hanging Christmas lights. Oh, and so I said, I'm not going to be not going to be on a roof first thing in the morning or ever, frankly. Um, and I had our graphics department make a fake roof and I stood on a green screen roof and it was actually, there's something about seeing the image of me on the roof that it made me kind of want to like dance around and jump around. <laughs> and so that's what the whole segment turned into at least the first run of it at five o'clock where it was just kind of me goofing off and checking out the fact that it looked like I was on a roof. It was kind of fun. And I did suggest that we maybe make that a thing for whenever we have severe weather or anything else I don't want to stand in, but I don't think they took me seriously. <laughs> It'd be much better than standing outside oh, in this yeah, weather. Oh, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> so uh, why did Alex Turner once call you a sassy little diva? Is this Alex Turner from from Arctic Monkeys? Is, is that the Heck, Alex Turner? Yeah. Really? It's the well, Alex Turner. Yeah. So I've seen that they're my favorite band i've seen them in concert several times their latest album is we can talk about that but <laughs> they i've seen them three times i've driven around different places to see them and one time i was working in indianapolis and they were going to play a show in indy and i went by myself and stood outside and made some friends at the show and we wound up standing outside in the parking lot by the buses and hanging out waiting till they waiting till they came by and i took a picture with him and then um, was kind of walking around talking to some of the other guys in the band. And then I saw him take another picture with somebody else. And they did this kind of little pose. And I said, well, that's, I want to do a pose like that with you. And he turns around. And he's like, well, aren't you a sassy little diva? And then we took the picture. And I can, uh, yeah, I'll tweet that. Somewhere. That's awesome. It's somewhere. That's a great it's, British yeah. accent, by the way. Yeah, not, it's, 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 it's not bad. So you, you said you were working in Indianapolis. Obviously, you're working in St. Louis now. Where else have you worked? Um, Indianapolis and uh, St. Louis, obviously, and Champaign, Illinois. So the central Illinois market that kind of is the in-between. I'm very much a Midwest girl, but I also, when I was in college, I took some time off school a couple different times and went to London for an internship and I was with CBS News there. And then through that, I took some time off my junior year and went to Washington, D.C., where I did some I got an internship and I also did some freelance producing stuff for like Entertainment Tonight um, and other like CBS affiliates. And I that's where I got to go to the correspondence dinner and go cover things at the White House and compare nail polish colors with Michelle Obama. So oh, wow. Wow. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So which correspondence dinner was that then? Um, that was the one uh, Joel McHale was the 
Okay. Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, he is pretty funny. So something you gentlemen may not know that I learned the other day while we were uh, trying to get in contact with you, Abby, is that she is an Emmy-nominated reporter. She's been nominated mm. for an Emmy. It's right there in her Twitter bio. Wow. None of us have. None of us have. No, we'd be lucky. So we we're in the presence of greatness. It's during, it's during award season. I thought we just had to call it out. Abby, are you, you, know, are you I appreciate that. Are you familiar <laughs> with Doug Vaughn over on uh, your uh, Channel 4? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Doug says those those don't mean anything, like in terms of raises no. or, you know, actually status 0%. at the station. Yeah. Here's so, the thing. But, but congratulations on your Emmy nominations, though. <laughs> Thank you. But once you're nominated, the kind of running joke with the reporters is like, hey, at least I can put it in my Twitter bio now. There you go. And you... that's kind of why it exists now. Yeah. Does it, it help you get jobs other places? Too. Kind of. Yes and no. It kind of depends on where you're coming from. You it's know? kind of uh, on the job. spot question to ask her. I'm sure she can't hurt. <laughs> why are you trying to help me? Yeah. <laughs> I think Clay has more connections than I do. I, th- I think you need to dump that that job at KSDK and get into the uh, the high fluting world of podcasting, where the, where the real money's being made. Oh, I mean, we market. are we are rolling in dough over here. Hey, I'm a big podcast nerd. I hear that it's you guys are kind of onto something. I mean, it seems like. You know, with TV, who people tell me all the time they don't have an antenna even, and then, but I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so you guys might be onto something. We could be. You never know. Never. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure having you on is certainly going to help. Uh, <laughs> when, when you were a young Abby Larica, what made you decide to be a reporter? Was it something you've always wanted to do, or? Yeah, I was actually. I was the kid. I've always kind of been nerdy about writing and journalism and things like that. I started a class newsletter in fourth grade. Um, I was always doing the creative writing classes and everything. But actually, when I went to when I went to school, I thought I wanted to do long form magazine writing and graphic design because I, I I really like art and design. Um, and then I had some kids tell me in my program that I should try. Uh, I went to Indiana University. I'm a Hoosier. Uh, they told me I should try for TV. And I was not into that because I had this stigma that TV people were everything that everybody who's not in TV thinks TV people are, you know? Yeah. Um, but I did some classes and I really liked shooting and editing video. And so that's when I kind of realized it could be kind of fun. So, so like the, the, the type, the type of journalism that you're doing now with KSDK is kind of like, you know, just like basically beat reporting. Is this what yeah. you ultimately want to do? Do you want to maybe move to becoming an anchor? Do you want to get to entertainment reporting? Like what is the ultimate goal here for Abby Larico? Well, I was an anchor at my last station. I like anchoring because you get that connection with the audience. That's really what it's about. Um, and people think that anchoring is just sitting there and reading off a screen, but it is hard. Um, that prompter is not always easy to read and it, it, gets kind of funky and you have to write the stuff that goes in the prompter. It doesn't just magically appear there. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm less your Ron Burgundy. Um, But I used to write and produce my own noon show at my last station. And then um, here when I was getting this job, it wasn't as important to me to anchor because I really like putting stories together. A couple years ago, you could have asked me what I wanted to do. And I would have said political reporting. I don't necessarily think that's the case anymore. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a I lucrative like, business right now. Business is booming. Yeah. I just like regular people. Honestly, <laughs> I just like going out and talking to people and trying to make a difference. I'm working on a story right now. I can't say too much about, but mm. it's, we helped really make a difference for a couple different people, and I'm super excited about it. And, you know, changing the world happens one person at a time, and I know that sounds corny, but that's that's the kind of stuff I'm doing, honestly. And Clay has secret projects he's working on, too, that he can't tell us about either. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the time. You, you people everybody, have secret Everybody and their secret projects. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of it, too. I'm with you, Hanselman. I'm going to uh, start, start my own secret project. I'm not going to tell anybody about yeah, it. Yeah, me, too. Well, you had, the, you had the tuna show that you knew about. But I guess you did tell us before that actually I told happened. you about it You're before right. it happened. Yeah. I don't know. Abby, I got to ask you, you've worked in a couple different places now. What is it that you love about St. Louis, and what's one of your favorite stories that you covered in the area? Ooh, okay. So I'm from St. Louis. I grew up in St. Charles, um, kind of bouncing around between St. Charles um, and, like, the West County area. And I don't know. I'm an optimist in so many ways, um, and but – that being said, I'm kind of a forced optimist. So I like make myself see the good in things. And I kind of like the challenge of seeing St. Louis for everything I think it can be. I believe in this town, you know, I love hitting up all the different restaurants and I like the character of all the neighborhoods. And I'm the person who gets really ticked off when I see some jerk Cubs player talking smack. Oh, there we go. Wow. There it is. Bringing the heat. 
expensive, you know? Um, so I, I love being home. That's been really important to me. Um, just, and I also feel like I identify with people here, you know? Um, I, I'm, I care about the stories I'm doing because they impact me too. And they impact my family too. And my dad watches Tissel every single morning. Um, and he texts me and that's kind of cool. It's kind of obnoxious sometimes, but it's kind of cool, you know? Uh, so that's kind of my favorite thing about being here and being in St. Louis and just, you know, for all of our quirks, we're surrounded by good people in this town who actually do care. Maybe they care, they care about different things than us, but I think that, ultimately, you know, I like the Midwest pride that we have in this town and there's so much room to grow and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. Abby Larico from KSDK today in St. Louis on uh, channel five. Uh, how tired are you of people coming up and talking about how nice Rennie Knott is? <laughs> oh my God. If I could tell you all the things about Rennie Knott. <laughs> we're, not, we're not on air right now. No, I knew, I knew there was, I, just, I knew there I was something. Time we, I don't know how much time we have here, but, um, my my interview I'll never forget so like I said I'm from St. Louis um but it'd been a while since I lived here so when I left Rennie was like three of Rennie's and when I he was a big guy yeah and um when I came in for the interview I sat down with him and Allie and he immediately he didn't even like play nice for a little bit he was trying to be all Mr. Tough Guy and he's just asking me questions that like personal questions just to kind of be joking and trying to be getting along with me. But I just kind of looked at him and I'm like, you can't answer. You can't ask me those questions. And he knew right away. He's like, oh, I think we're going to get along. And we go, I mean, I'll never forget the first time I went and grabbed a beer with Rennie Knott after work, sitting in the shadow of Bush Stadium. I was like, all right, this is pretty great. I'm working in St. Louis now. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. Yeah. We've had Rennie on our podcast twice. And uh, I re- referred to him as the nicest guy in St. Louis media. I don't think I've met a nicer one. Maybe this he's, just he's the nicest awesome. man like, in St. Louis. That could be too. Yeah. Heart of gold. And he spends, if you guys even knew half the amount of time he spends outside of work, raising money for different things. And he carries, he works harder than anybody else in that station. I feel like I can say that. And I love him in pieces. So he's, he's my little, uh, little bulldog of a friend, but I love him. <laughs> what little you, bulldog. We'll have to call him that. I like next, that. Yeah. Next time he comes on. Why do you hate Mike? <laughs> why do you hate Mike Bush? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the proposed merger from uh, of the city and the county? Um, you know, that's kind of been in, in the news lately with the Better Together organization wanting to uh, finally getting a lot of financial backing and mm-hmm. uh, really trying to get that initiative on the ballot. Uh, I know the mayors don't like it because they're going to lose all their little power, but you know, really for the betterment of the of the area. What are your thoughts on the on on the upcoming vote or merger possibility? Um, I'm, my thoughts are just that I hope that everybody goes into it with an open mind and sees it for what it could be. Um, like I said, I worked in Indianapolis where back in the seventies, they had something similar. I want to say it's the seventies. Um, they had something similar where they had to go through and really decide if they wanted all these little municipalities and what was best for the city and what was best to get them on the map. And you kind of see Indianapolis's airport is growing. Indianapolis is picked time and time again for different conferences and things like that. And, you know, St. Louis, meanwhile, our narrative tends to be the opposite. So while I'm looking forward to seeing kind of more information from that report, they're expected to release I think in, in the next few days, um, I just hope that people look at it and read it and actually take into consideration what it says rather than bringing their own preconceived notions of what they're worried about. Because I think that that's something that people trip themselves up over is what they are worried about rather than what the answers could potentially be. Abby Larico, final question for the night. And uh, we thank you for joining us this evening. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given and who gave it to you? Oh, goodness. Well, I think, you know, I I don't remember if she's the one who gave it to me, but she's the one who I associated with. It's one of my very good friends. Her name is Cynthia. Um, She was a a co-worker of mine at a previous station. And she says, raise your hand. Um, Don't let an opportunity pass you by, even if you don't think you're completely cut out for it. Even if, if you're remotely interested in something, you will never know if you can do it. Unless you raise your hand and put yourself out there and say, yeah, pick me, because nobody's going to just call on you if you're not putting your arm up in the air and raising it around. And I'm a short person, so that's good advice for me. (laughs) (laughs) Abby, we appreciate you uh, making time for us, and uh, we hope you'll come on soon. 
Absolutely. It's bedtime for me. I got to be up in just a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. you do. We've we got you up late, so we uh, we apologize for uh, for running you long. No but problem. Um, I, I blame Clay for that. I, I blame Clay, too. <laughs> uh, I'm, I blame Clay, too. Nice. <laughs> good to know. It's good to know. All right. Thanks, Abby. Take care. Hey, guys. It's Benjamin Albright, the most hated man on Twitter. And I'm telling you, you're going to love the Last Man Up podcast. Thank you for listening to the Last Man Up podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Last Man Up Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt underscore Burger. Follow Clay at Ton of Clayton. And you can follow Andy at Emo6. Hey, it's time for the top five. No, I'm kidding. We're not doing that <laughs> we are, today. We are, we are <laughs> skipping that today because we have an AFC-NFC title game to talk about. Uh, it was... I'm Nothing made me more upset than to be right in my prediction in the AFC-NFC title games. It is the worst scenario for St. Louis as far as mm. viewing pleasure goes. The Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. I can't think of two teams that are more hated right. in this area than those two. Which is stupid. It's so stupid. What's stupid? Why would you? I, I, you don't hate the team. You don't hate Jared Goff. You don't hate Todd Gurley. You hate Stan Kroenke. No, those guys did. Okay. Like I had, a, I was watching the game Sunday, and I had a hard time not rooting for. You the got Rams. a cheer. I mean, it is. I was rooting for the it's Rams. It's in your blood. That one guy screwed it up. Not the whole entor- look, entire organization. Here, here's the way I look at it. I do not want to see in my lifetime Stan Kroenke hoisting the Vince Lombardi Trophy on his head. Yeah, above his head rather. And if that means that those players on that team, who I do like, right? They're 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 a fun team to watch. They're likable players. They yeah. really are. Uh, uh, maybe with the exception of maybe Sue, who could be a little bit of a dirty player, and Akeem Talib, who's got his issues. Overall, they're like a, a, a cheerable a, a group of guys that you want to cheer for, right? Okay, but I'm sorry that their joy has to be sacrificed for me not having to see Stan Kroenke holding the championship trophy above his head. I can't have that in my life, Clay. I can't. I can't. I mean, everybody in the world knows that that guy only does so much to actually help. To, yeah, he it financially backs it, Okay, but, but he it, does zero on the field. I get I, it. It probably puts a pit in your stomach. Look. But it's going to suck. If if you have that premise, it would really suck for me LA, to have that premise and, and see Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley, two of the best players at their positions yes. in the last 10 years. Look, life's not fair. To go their entire careers without one Lombardi trophy. Well, they just can't. They can win the Lombardi trophy. They just can't be with the Rams or Stan Kroenke has to be dead. What year did the Cardinals play the Steelers in the Super Bowl? 2008, 9, somewhere in there? Oh, that was 10 uh, years ago? Kurt, that was the Kurt Warner It year? was Kurt. Yeah. 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 I remember I was at a bar and people were cheering loudly for the Cardinals oh, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same, then, same place, where, same bar I was at. And then a and then a picture of, and then they put up a picture of Bill Bidwell as, you no, know, and just boo. Yeah, because I same mean. Same deal. Okay, uh, but Bill Bidwell. Okay, it's just, it wasn't, sorry, it was 20 years later, so it's just not quite as fresh. And, and, and like, and Bidwell didn't exactly poop all over the town on his way out the door either. And Kroenke did do that. So, like, 10 years from now, when it's, you know, the wound will have healed. I mean, St. Louis is going to have two football teams by then. But <laughs> will you still have hatred and root against the Rams? I don't, I, I don't root against them. I don't. Like, even when I was watching the the, the, uh, the NFC Championship game, I, I just say, I just watched it. I just watched the game. So, look, maybe not root against. Disdain when they, you know, maybe if they win a couple Super Bowls 10 oh, years from now. don't say that to me. Is, is Kron- they, I mean, they is, got the talent. Is Kroenke alive? Kroenke still owns the team. I'm, that's what I'm saying. 10 years from now, Kroenke is still the owner yeah, of the it, team. I mean, it may not be as bad. But it's and it's the same thing. Nothing changes. Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that it's logical. I'm not saying that my reasoning <laughs> is logical. We I'd only a, welcome logic and reason on this podcast. I, I would be a fool to tell you otherwise. Ugh. I just can't have that. I can't. I can't have it. Look, selfish. Okay, I, That's you, selfish. Did you, did you ever see that uh, that scene in Breaking Bad when um, Jesse is screaming about how like? Uh, Walter White, he can't keep getting away with this. That's what I feel like screaming. He can't keep getting away with this. But he does. Okay, but he ev- does. Eventually, it's it's, it's got to catch up. Karma. The has lawsuit. To- the lawsuit will will prove to be karma. Okay. Well, well when we get it, when we get our two NFL franchises. Well, uh, Jason Cole wrote in Fansided.com that Kroenke is very upset about how much this lawsuit is costing him financially. Oh yeah. So like that made me smile when I read that. That made me smile. But they also signed an agreement on January sixteenth, two thousand. Or January twelfth, two thousand sixteen, both the the Chargers, the Rams, and, and the Raiders, and the Raiders all said that if there was lawsuits, yes. that they would pay for any litigation on and, both sides. And, and Kroenke feels 
According to that article that Jason Cole wrote, Kroenke feels like they were coerced into signing that because they were told, if you do not sign this document, you are not allowed to relocate. The commissioner. I mean, coerced. They were freaking driving the train. But uh, the, the, right. But, the, but they were told that okay, the league said. Uh, I guess basically, I don't know if the, all the owners got together or who did this. Jerry. But they, but they said that Jerry. If you do not sign this document, probably was Jerry. If you do not sign this document, you are not allowed to leave. So that's why they did it. No, but that would also put that also put the kibosh on the idea that the Rams are always going to move unless they sign this document. Well, I mean, I think I think it was probably to the point where they knew they were going to be going. I think that's a lie. Is what I'm saying. What what's a lie? That they were forced to sign it. Okay, they weren't forced, like in a sense, it's like, a, like no, no, the no, no, godfather no. was forced. It's a stre- it's a stretch of the truth. Basically what it was, it was like, okay, if you want this, you got you have to sign this document before you're allowed to move to LA. No, what I'm saying do you understand what I'm saying though? Is that they They probably didn't think the, the argument was gonna is, happen, or if it was, is, who cares? We're gonna beat them in court. Yeah, the argument is, was always that we're gonna move anyway. Yeah. Whether or not you guys want us to or not, right. we're gonna move to Los Angeles. And so it just kind of put the kibosh on that, on that idea by saying that if you don't sign this, you can't move. Well, I heard Kroenke's even thinking about suing the league because of that. I've heard he is, too. So who knows? I mean, he I, he, he is fairly litigious from what I've heard. Um, nice he's word. an angry elf. Yes, he, he is. He is an angry elf. He's an angry elf. <laughs> um, I was uh, There were a lot of angry elves in New Orleans with that non-call on that pass interference. Okay, so uh. now here's how dumb I am. Okay. I'm watching that, and I'm thinking that it was not pass interference because the guy didn't push off on him it doesn't matter no and like he got, okay he got speared he, he did he got speared there <laughs> but, actually, was the ball close enough for him to be it, oh ab- absolutely it was within catch, catchable there, range there were there were actually two penalties on that okay so the, the pass interference was one of them and helmet to helmet, helmet yeah, yeah the helmet to personal helmet. foul helmet yeah. to helmet was right there yeah and you know the la rams fans they'll tell you that well what about the face mask on jared goff they're right there was i mean maybe not a face mask but at least a, a hands to the face which yeah. would have been uh um, five yards instead of 15 yeah which would have been five yards but still would have been a penalty right Okay, they're right. There, that was a missed call, but it wasn't nearly as blatant as what that pass no. interference was. I mean, that was right there in the, in the middle of the field, no one else around, and the ball in the vicinity. Everybody saw it. Everybody but the refs in that stadium knew what the call and was. Me and, and me saw and me in Edwardsville. I'm like, that wasn't pass interference. <laughs> Everybody I, but the line judge and Andy Hanselman knew I, that that was pass I interference. Po- I posted this on Facebook uh, last night, and I got this from a friend of mine, my friend Mimi. I got it from her, and I could not quit laughing. It was like you were watching like a clip from Pornhub, mm-hmm. and it says, Ref uh, viciously F's entire football team. I saw oh, that. I saw that. That's awesome. I that. that I could not quit laughing. The internet won on that one. Yeah. The internet wins at everything. The inter- It never takes the internet long, and the internet never disappoints. It's full of creeps and full of genius. Yes, like a little bit of both. But the internet also brought the three of us together. That is true. Look yeah. at that. Hooray, Internet. This is silver, my silver lining. Hey, I'm, I'm going to record I, a podcast with my Internet friends. I feel, I feel so warm. <laughs> um, now, I think it's kind of ridiculous to demand that the commissioner have them play that game again. 675,000 signatures look, right now. Look, look, bad calls like that are part of life. And if you, you think you just got to get over it, and right. plus if you think they're going to swipe out Los Angeles for New Orleans, you're out there of your Oh, and if you think Roger Goodell will ever publicly admit that he is wrong, no way. You're you're going to die a sorry, sorry fool. Yes, some, you are. There, there are some arguments that he would actually earn some of his earn some of his integrity back if he were to say that that game needed to be replayed. Oh, I, I think I think he'd earn a lot of credibility back if he Can actually you? did it. Well, it, he, he did it, be, but there's there's no way. And, and plus, if he was going to do it, he would have done it by now. Oh, We're yeah. recording this on Wednesday, yeah. and so far, there's not even an inkling that he's I going to do it. has till 10 a.m. tomorrow. Okay, he's he's not going yeah. to do it. There's there's <laughs> no just, way. I, I, that I made that up. I made that up. Wherever the deadline is, if there is one, he, he's not going to do it. There's Can no you way. Imagine no. the fucking outrage. chaos, outrage, chaos. Oh my outrage. god, it would be lawsuit if they had to after replay the NFC Championship game. You might as well just cancel the Super Bowl. You, I. Yeah, you're, you're almost gonna have to because you know the Bensons. The day that would happen, the Benson, um, the Benson blank. family, Benson family. Well, who's Tom Benson? Tom Benson, but he's, who's ben, no longer with us? Who's no longer with us? Rest in peace. Uh, the Bensons would would have their lawyers on speed dial. Yes, yes, re- they would salivating at the amount of money that they would earn. Flipping over to the Ugh. flipping over to the AFC side. Um, I thought the Chiefs actually got screwed more on bad calls than what the Saints did. Uh, they got screwed in all kinds of ways. Because that, I mean, they, there was that uh, roughing the passer, which was basically yeah. touching Tom Brady, right. which is a 15-yard penalty in the Don't NFL. Don't touch Tom Brady. Yeah. So there was that BS call. 
And then there was a lining up in the neutral zone, which... The guy almost, was in the neutral zone. He was in the neutral zone. But a lot. Know, but you know what? That almost never gets called. Never called That's it. That's a almost, weak call to make that late in the game. never gets in, called. In the AFC Championship yeah. game. Yep. And most line judges, what they'll do is they'll tell the player, hey, you need to back up a little bit. They won't just throw the flag. Yeah. And okay, now granted, to their credit, they threw the flag right away. It's not like they were kind of like... Oh shit! Tom Brady threw an interception. Let me throw this. Oh my God! Look, there was a penalty. I couldn't find the flag. That's the reason why it took me a while to throw it. Yeah, you know there was none of that BS. Right. But I mean that certainly didn't help at all. And what made it even worse? Why everybody hates the Patriots and why everybody thinks that the league is in their back pocket? I don't know if you saw this on TV. You probably saw the replay. I saw it happen live. When the Patriots are getting ready to break the huddle for the first time. Okay, they got the first possession of the game. Yeah. And the referee walked by and smacked Tom Brady on the ass. Oh, my God. Good luck, buddy. Yep. Did you guys see Bill Belichick a, chuck a Microsoft Surface? That's like the same. Oh, yeah. He's done that before. You're part of that same group of people that believes that George Bush caused 9-11. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I don't, I don't believe in conspiracy at all. I'm just saying that shit like that makes people think that the referees are in it for the oh, Patriots. There's God. no way we could have landed on the moon. They couldn't get through the Van Allen radiation. <laughs> Neil Armstrong was in a movie studio. I don't I, no, I am not a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm just saying when you see stuff like that, you can understand see, why people I, do. If I had seen it live, I, I had no idea what you were going to say before you said it. If I had seen that live, I wouldn't have thought anything of it because Tom Brady's been in the league for 20 years almost. Yeah, he's been in the league for 20, like 20 some odd years. Or, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, 2002 was his first year. Okay. No, sorry. No. 2001. 2001. So almost 20 years. Yeah. Okay, so close to it. He's he knows the refs. He knows the wives. Right. He knows okay, their but, kids. Because when but, he won when he that, won the that, Super Bowl, that doesn't strike you as something that maybe like someone who's supposed to be impartial do. Like it's odd for them to do that. Hey Tom, have a great hey, game. Buddy. Smack him on the ass, especially when it looks like the refs are always favoriting Tom so, Brady and the Patriots. I'll I'll one up you here. It's not a good optic. I'll, I'll what one, I'm saying. I'll one up you here. Do you know any cops? Do you know a, a yeah, police officer? I know a few. So if they pulled you over, should, would, would you would you act any differently towards that individual? Oh, if I knew the person like really well, I'd be like, oh, hey, they they probably wouldn't go with a warning. How is that the same thing? Refs are letting Tom Brady go with a warning. <laughs> okay, but like, whenever, has he been penalized? Okay, whenever I let go, I don't get to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going back to my apartment. But I'm right he, because he he was filling in for the injured Drew Bledsoe in 2001 yep. when he won the Super Bowl. Yep, and started started the uh, the dynasty. Did he come in against Kansas City? Did Drew was Drew Bledsoe's last game? I think what? it was against. I think it might have been the Jets. Was it? I think it was actually against the Jets. Damn, that would have been cool, though. It would have been, kind of. Um, let me guys ask you this. I put this on a poll on Twitter. What current reality would have been completely inconceivable the last time that the Rams and the Patriots played in the Super Bowl? Th- Super Bowl 36, which was 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Which current reality would be considered inconceivable at that time? The Rams back in Los Angeles or Tom Brady and the Patriots still good? The Rams back in Los Angeles. See, that's what I think too. Yep. Overwhelmingly, it was, it was the, Patri- the it, it was the Patriots and Tom Brady still good, because I mean, I think I think the L.A. Rams fans probably got a hold of this thing. They're like, "No man, Rams back in L.A." How many votes did you have? On? Like over a hundred. It was like one hundred and fifteen. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, it wasn't huge, but it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Small. Um, you know what? Size. I'm a big liar. Uh, Tom Brady has been has been in the league since 2000. He uh, attempted three passes. Completed one of them somewhere along the way <laughs> in the year 2000. In the year 2000. And what, so who did he come in against, though? I'm looking what was right his now. first game? Well, that, that, right game where, that game where Bar Bledsoe got knocked out, I'm pretty sure that was against the Jets. Oh, okay. Because Bledsoe was running down the side of the field. I remember. And he got hit by that linebacker. I remember. It was a pretty big hit. It was a big hit. It was a big I, hit. And I remember I remember even being old enough to like realize the gravity of the situation because I was like, he's he's pretty much done. Like this is it. Which championship loser feels better going into next season? Is it the Chiefs or is it the Saints? God, gotta be the Chiefs. Gotta I mean, be because you got the younger quarterback. Yeah, Drew Brees is in uh, riding off into the sunset of his career. I don't think is his last year by any means. But oh, I mean, I think he's far from done too. Now yeah. what? Now what? The Mark Saints, Ingram's a free agent as well in the off season. Well, what the Saints need to do is they need to find another uh, a second wide receiver option. Yeah. Someone's got to catch the ball besides Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is awesome as he is. You know, if you eliminate him from the game, the Saints are hurting. They got yep. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara is still good, but you right. need more. Offensive weapons than just those two. Yep. 
Uh, the, the Chiefs, I mean, I'm not telling the Chiefs fans anything that they don't know. That right. defense is, is atrocious. They already got started on that one, fired the old defensive they coordinator. They fired the defensive coordinator. They need to certainly do better, like get, you know, get the secondary in order and, yeah. and, and get the linebackers in order, too. They got a great pass rush. Run defense is terrible as well. I kind of think they almost need another wide receiving option as well, too. Oh, yeah. Um, Sammy Watkins, whenever he's healthy, is tremendous. The right. problem is, is that he's, he's not always healthy. healthy. Travis Kelsey was a big ghost in that game. Yep. He was nowhere to be found, and kind of sort of was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but from a Patriots perspective, I mean, that's the thing. They take your best players out of the game, so it wasn't super surprising. The most frustrating thing about the Patriots, and I've said this for years, is that like whenever it's third and five, they'll get third, they'll get six yards. Yeah. You know, you'll be, be like, oh, no, they got him. Oh, no, look, they found a way to break the tackle, and they got the, the other two yards that they needed to get to the first down. So have you seen the guy on Twitter who basically uh, – my friend John was telling me about this the other day. Um, there's a guy on Twitter who basically has analyzed almost every game of Tom Brady's career and basically summed up that he's a Hall of Famer for the wrong reasons, that it, all Tom Brady is really good for is uh, five, six-yard out passes, and he'll do about – 13 of them a game I mean, that's, and that's, just rack up yards and touchdowns. I mean, that, that's what he does now, the, which, right. which, which is why I don't understand how these defenses can't catch up. It's the same play. And make the adjustment same because play. Edelman is not going to beat you deep. Neither is Chris Hogan. No. They're they, not going to beat you had, deep. Gronk really can't even do that anymore. They haven't had a legit deep threat since Randy Moss. No, it's all just little dink and dunk passes. Yeah. That's why, I mean, like, look, you know, Tom Brady, he's won plenty. Yeah. Okay, he's he's uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There is zero question about that. He's an, mm. he's an all time great. Yep. But I mean, it, it's not like he's you know making these surgical passes or anything. He's just dinking and dunking the, yep. and the ball's out like in two seconds. Yeah. That's why I say like if, if the Rams are going to have any chance to win the Super Bowl, they have to have pressure up the middle between with, with Aaron Donald and Indomitian and Sue. Yeah. If they can put pressure up the middle and make Tom Brady uncomfortable, they've got a really good chance. Other than that, I mean, I, I mean, we got two weeks to talk about it. Right. I, I like New England in this game simply because they've been there before. I like, like you're not going to show anything. Yeah. You're not going to show anything on the field that Bill Belichick and Tom Brady hasn't seen. Right. At this point in their lives, they already know what you're going to run. Exactly. Two it, days it, before you're going to run it, and they're probably going to tape the practice anyway, like right. they did back in 2002. <laughs> so uh, there, there's always that. Well, that no, I I agree with you completely. And, and second tier that Todd Gurley has got to play when your best player on your football team doesn't play half I'm, I'm, of the I'm, game, and I'm wondering how healthy he is. Yeah, it because uh, he, he's he's not looked well since week since week yeah. 16 week. Uh, week 17, maybe I'm look, 15? I'm so interested to see what the answer... I mean, at some point, it's the whole he's not injured card is not going to work anymore. I mean, something's oh, he's, got... He's, he's clearly injured. He's clearly injured. It's they just, just don't want to say it, but right, he's clearly it's injured. It's the severity of it that yeah, I'm now, like, concerned with. I mean, I don't think he's doing anything out there that's going to threaten the like the, the the quality of life every he plays football. I just yeah. think that his knee's probably like a little sore or something where he's he's not at 100%. I mean, of course, who is at this point in the season? Nobody. But I don't think he's he's close to even being 100%. Yeah. The other big story in the area was Chris Bryant taking a big healthy shit all over the city of St. Louis. Uh, when he they were doing like the Cubs version of the winter warm up, talking about how the one place that he would not want to be traded to is St. Louis because the town is boring. That is nothing that you and I have not said ourselves uh, during the whole Giancarlo Stanton Michigas. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I don't understand why Carl fans were so upset about, it, other than maybe because a Cubs said it. And the, the thing I thought was funny is that Yadier Molina, who was you know St. Louis's favorite adoptive son, right. You know, came swinging in and you know and defended the city, but where did he do it? On Instagram, from a boat in Florida. Yeah, like you weren't here either, dude. It's not like you were, you know, touring the arch or, or the brewery while defending St. Louis. You were, you know, at your 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 summer home down in Florida. So you're not exactly like a St. Louis. Like we appreciate yeah. it, right? But you I mean like you're not here defending us, which yeah. to be kind of takes a little bit. What he said with a grain of salt. There I have, go. yeah, there we go. They have the down and dirty on the uh, Drew Bledsoe Tom Brady thing. Okay. okay, it was a game against the Jets, September twenty third, good call, two thousand one at Foxborough Stadium. Uh, the Drew Bledsoe New, uh, New England Patriots era ended at two fifty two in the fourth quarter when Drew Bledsoe completed a pass to Mark Edwards for two yards. Mark Edwards. Mark yeah. Edwards fumbles forced by John Abraham <laughs> and recovered by John Abraham at the Jets thirty four yard line. 
Uh, a few minutes later at 2.15, or a few seconds later at 2.15, the Tom Brady era started with a pass complete to Patrick Pass for four yards with a tackle by Mo Lewis and Ray Mickens. Wow. I was I was a big Drew Bledsoe fan back in the day. Oh, yeah. When he was with the Patriots. He yeah. was a superstar, man. He was yeah. so much fun to watch play. I was I was actually a pretty big Patriot fan then. When uh, when they had Drew Bledsoe, they had those great uniforms too. Yeah, those things were awesome. They were amazing. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's when it all started for Tom Brady. That's when it mm-hmm. all started. And here we are with a, with, a, with a pass complete the Patrick pass. I mean, <laughs> I mean, how ironic. Uh, if the Patriots do win the Super Bowl, I think there's no question Tom Brady comes back, even though he'll be at six. Yeah, he'll be at six. He'll be quote unquote tied with Jordan, whatever yeah. that means. They're playing yeah. different sports, so what? whatever. That's stupid. But I mean, like that's like the thing is, is that he no, wants, I know he wants to be compared to Michael Jordan. How about tied with Montana? But he, he's exceeded Montana at this point. Right. Yes, he, he would have. I mean, MJ is the, the undisputed goat of of he's, the NBA all time. He's still playing. Uh, Tom Brady is still playing at a very high level. Right. He he shows no sign of slowing down. He's no. still got the competitive fire. I mean, yeah. there's there's no doubt about that. No doubt. Um, so I don't think he retires. I think he comes back. I mean, you got. I think. I think Gronk calls it a career. I oh, think Gronk, really? I think Gronk is done. Yeah, I think I think had they lost that game in Kansas City on Sunday, I think that would have been the last time we would see Gronk, Gronk and his brothers have big things going on. The whole Gronk family showed up to a party in the Super Bowl last year, and they were obnoxious yeah. and just <laughs> brutal people. Well, I mean, like, and, and surprisingly, Gronk has saved like all of his money. Like the money that he spends on everything, or all, all the I've money heard that, that. all the money he gets from endorsements. He hasn't touched yeah. his, his NFL salary yeah. at all. Neither has Marshawn Lynch, who was great on Real Time with Bill Maher on Friday night. I need to watch. Oh, that. was he really? Yeah, he was. He okay. I, I have a soft spot for Marshawn Lynch. I just find him wildly entertaining. Um, he's <laughs> an honest dude. He, he's a very honest dude, and if he's going to play for the Raiders next year. Not that I have any room to talk, but he probably needs to kind of drop some LBs. Yeah, he's looking a little large. He looked pudgy. Like, yeah. you told me as a football player, be like, okay, well, he's, what, a linebacker, maybe a defensive tackle? Running back? Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe it was a sweatshirt that he had on, but... And, no, he was, and he was he, sitting next to Bill Maher, and Bill Maher is a very, you know, a very small guy. Right. So maybe, like, comparing the neck, like, sitting next to him, he just right. looked bigger than what he was, but right. he looked enormous. Yeah. Uh, he, he, was, uh, he was really funny. On, on real time, but uh, going back to the Super Bowl, if the Patriots win, I think Gronk call. Either way, I think Gronk calls it a career. I think that's the last time we see Gronk. I think you have to drag. You're gonna have to drag that guy off the field. Literally. Oh no, I, I think I think he considers. I think he, I think he seriously considered retiring after last year. His his body hurts. He he's oh, yeah. broke, he's no broken doubt. down. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he's still when he wants to be good. I mean, we shouldn't say wants to be good. But whenever he is good, yeah. he is great. Really good. He is still Gronk. Yeah. But you're not seeing that same Gronk like no. you were a few years ago where no. he was a touchdown machine. Nope. I bet you his touchdowns this year were probably low single digits. Yeah. He, I, I, bet you, I don't know even if, know if he even had five. I don't know if he finished as a top five tight end this year. Oh, there's no way. Between Ebron, Kittle. Yeah, probably not. No way. That's no way. What the hell is this? Oh, the, the real-time theme. The oh. original real, the, the, oh the best God. one. Took, it took me a minute to figure out what that yeah. was. <laughs> I had to change the music up for a minute. Special thanks to Abby Larico from KSDK. You can catch her on Today in St. Louis, starting, I believe, at 5 a.m. on Channel 5. Probably so, at 4 a.m. when it snows. Poor probably Abby so. Poor Abby. They, they send that poor girl out there to cover the snow. Uh, but you can follow her on Twitter at Abby Larico. Everybody, we will see you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in.